0: We need to pray specifically for them as they go into the winter, that God's going to provide for them. The churches are going to find creative ways to care for the masses of people, that, um, that they're not going to lose heart. Welcome to the Influencers Podcast.
1: I'm Scott Young, along with co-host Dave Donaldson, and we're here to talk about such an important subject. The crisis continues in Ukraine and it's brought brokenness to homes and families. And uh, just imagine if you were there, if you were driving down your street and your apartment building was gutted, you couldn't even walk or approach the building because of the falling debris. Or you're driving down your street and where your home used to be, there's just a pile of rubble and the memories that you collected in pictures and videos, they're just no more. The bed you used to find rest on is just obliterated, and the table you used to gather your family around has just gone up in flames. You are, you're homeless because of the war that rages all around you, and you have to look into the face of your loved ones, and you need something to say, some hope to give to them. Well, today on the Influencers Podcast, we have a frontline report from two ambassadors of Compassion. Dave Donaldson, our co-host, and Pastor Wendell Vinson, a pastor of Canyon Hills Church right there in Bakersfield, California. They join us because they've been on the front lines. They've been on the streets. They've seen those piles of rubble, and they're working towards a solution. So we're glad both of you have joined us. And Dave, you've been there front line. You've seen some of these homes and some of these piles of rubbles, hundreds and even thousands of homes. Give us a firsthand report of what you've observed.
2: Scott, you may remember that we were there on the border soon after the war broke out. You know, it was about five degrees. Women were hiding out in these tents from the cold, but also from predators. Uh, we walked into this one tent. I saw this young lady, the age of our daughters. I gave her a hug, and as I pulled away, she pulled me towards her, and she said, "Ne zalsale mené, don't leave me, mm. don't leave me." And that's been our battle cry we're not leaving the ukrainian people and so we have rallied around these churches there great churches 1800 churches that are behind enemy lines many of them we met a bishop who's got posters there are posters of him all throughout the donbass region with putin who they call putler uh classifying him as a terrorist He's hiding out for his life, but he's not willing to give up his region, his city, his churches. That's who we're supporting. From there, we went into uh, Lviv and other areas, and we saw this family that had come from the Donbass region, travel by foot, most of it, with a special needs child. The good news is that we were able to provide a small home with all the amenities, for this family, and they were so grateful. From there, we went on to Bucha. Bucha, you may recall, has the mass graves. It's a town, it's a suburb of Kiev that's been obliterated by the missiles. It's something you would see on a sci-fi film. The gas stations, grocery stores, cars are all gutted, are big piles of ashes. But in the midst of that, we're able to serve these families that are returning. They're making these heroic journeys back to their town, but they need help with housing. And so Wendell, share with us about what we saw and what we were able to do firsthand.
0: Just by God's providence, we've been able to partner with a Christian uh, contractor. He's a construction uh owner of a construction company. He is a leader in one of our partner churches there in Ukraine, and he has creatively uh, designed and, and, and is building out for us what is effectively really a, a small apartment built out of a C-train. It can be moved around from location to location as needed, and it's uh, about 300 or so square feet. It's a uh, has a a nice bedroom. It has a small kitchen. It has a little seating area. It has a restroom and shower area, heating and cooling for the, the, the inclement weather. And um, he's just done a masterful job in both designing and building these units uh, to see these families, this first one that was delivered to this family that was unwilling to um, be pushed out of their home. And their their community, to see them and their responses, that uh, new home, it, it's really a temporary home to provide shelter for them until they can rebuild their, their home, which will take a while. Their home was completely leveled. Mm-hmm. And to see this family, and especially this wife, realize that they were gonna be able to live on their property and rebuild their lives was absolutely inspiring to see. And so we're thankful for these partners. We're thankful for Alex, the, the construction company owner, who really had a heart to build these. And uh, the, the partnership that's come together to see these delivered to um, our, our, the homes of these families that we're serving and that our churches are serving uh, is just a beautiful thing. Now, While
1: our team was there, they were able to interact with people that have been through the devastation. And I'd like you to listen to a father as he shares through a translator what it was like in the midst of a firefight to have to leave in a moment's notice. It's an incredible story. The 24th of
3: February, my wife woke me up. And, and the war has started, she told me. I couldn't
4: believe that this could happen.
3: But I heard the bombs.
4: It's very close to where we live.
3: I stood up very quickly. I woke up to children и мы все спустились вниз
4: we basement, uh,
3: дальше мы видели как uh, летали военные вертолёты
4: русские и
3: высаживали десант uh, на поле возле гастомеля
4: could see that not far away from here they were letting russian soldiers down the ground было слышно взрывы We could hear how people were shooting, the soldiers were shooting. We could hear bombs that were exploding.
3: And around noon, 12 o'clock in the daytime, through
4: this area where we live, the Ukrainian army forces came by.
3: И они начали оттеснять, отбивать российские войска. And there was
4: real battle between the Russian army and the Ukrainian army here.
3: Тут и шли сильные бои. And the, the warriors, the soldiers came by. И российские войска начали огонь с артиллерии, минометов по нашему населенному пункту.
4: so the Russian soldiers, the Russian army started to shoot here, in our place. And our children were with you.
3: And the children were with with me, with my wife. Yeah, so
4: this place was a place where we could... Have a basement, so we could hide there in this location.
3: So from the 24th
4: of February until the 3rd of March we were hiding as a family here during the battle that was here.
3: Uh,
4: So during this time, those days, we were surrounded by the Russian soldiers and with the Ukrainian soldiers, they were with us and hiding here and waiting in the yard here with us.
3: The 3rd of March they were asking me
4: urgently to take my wife and
3: children and to leave this place. And they were informing us
4: and warning us that there would be heavy fire
3: here. But only a
4: couple of minutes after I was informed and heard this, the shooting started.
3: И мы у нас была машина, в чем были одеты, не успели не собраться ничего, прыгнули у машину под обстрелами мы отсюда выезжали в сторону. We
4: managed to jump into the car and get our children. We didn't have time to get dressed, and while they were shooting our direction, we had we escaped.
3: Ну и направлялись в сторону западной Украины, в сторону любого.
4: And we could flee in the western direction to the direction of Lviv.
1: So this family had to leave in a moment's notice. They had to grab whatever they could grab and run out the door, just literally fleeing uh, for their lives. And then as the firefight died down, they had to make their way back to see what was left. Listen as they explain the story of coming back to the home that they had left.
4: What did you feel when you left? And what did you feel when you came back?
3: Когда я уезжал, я чувствовал большую злость к России за то, что они вторглись в мою страну и начали творить это все зло.
4: I felt so many emotions. For what the Russian soldiers had done—so much evil to our nation and towards us.
3: Когда я приехал сюда, я был шоке. Я не понимал, за что Россия уничтожила жилые дома.
4: I was in shock to what has had been done. Peaceful people. When you came back, you saw your own home devastated and destroyed
3: я вернулся назад я уже увидел это но по дороге мне уже позвонили сказали что уже тут дома нет
4: I heard already coming here on our way that we don't have a home to come back
3: сказали что тебя all has
4: been destroyed and devastated and been burning to the
3: ground as you can see ну и когда сюда мы уже знали что тут у нас ничего and
4: we understood that that we don't have anything left. But I have nowhere to go. So we went back to
3: here.
4: So that we could rebuild and
3: restore.
4: It's on my heart to rebuild and restore.
3: The house that
4: has been destroyed,
3: my wife and I, we saved
4: and built this house during 12 years.
3: The
4: new year, just a couple of months ago, we moved into the new built house. We lived less than two months in the building. And then the war began.
1: Dave, you... um You had a mother who talked to us about coming back home, and we're going to hear from her in a moment, but um, that was a very, very uh, deeply emotional moment, and could you take us to that conversation that we're about to see uh, by video?
2: Well, the interview was with a pastor at first, and as she started to relive You know, what had happened as her husband shared, she left and she was crying. And so I asked if she would return so I could ask her a few questions. And I got to tell you, just looking at her resolve and really her heart uh, for her country, obviously for her kids, her family and for her home, uh, it moved me. It moved me deeply. And I simply asked her the question, "What was, was it like, you know, trying to protect your children, and what is it like uh, to now have this home, this new home, on the same property where your home was bombed?" And so you'll see uh, this brave, courageous woman. Uh, she takes you to every motion possible.
3: emotion possible. Emotions, хорошие.
4: We are at our home, at our yard. Our children have a safe place. They can play. They can know that there is a new future. So there is a lot of good feelings.
3: They were born here.
4: They want to continue to live here.
1: Wow. These are truly people that need help. And uh, I know CityServe has been working diligently, uh, really miraculously. Um, there have literally been millions of meals that have been prepared. And uh, Dave, tell us a little bit about what, what has been done through CityServe's effort, what's being done now. and And I know you are in it for the long haul and we're not giving up. There's There's millions of meals that are being taken to help these precious
2: families. CityServe is a mission without borders because it's about supporting the local church, like you said, Scott, from the neighborhoods to the nations. And so we're grateful uh, for all the generous donors that have supported the efforts thus far, uh, delivering over a million meals into Ukraine. We have another million meals that will be going out shortly. We have another million on top of that, that's in the pipeline. We've had generous donors that have sponsored vans and trucks so that we can make sure that this product is even getting behind enemy lines. We're supporting pastors, bishops that are serving like for, like in the Donbass region. As I mentioned, one of the pastors that has like a posters of him as a terrorist, Putin, who they call Putler, is trying to knock him off. But he's bravely standing there with his pastors, making sure that the light is still on in those churches. And in addition, that we're providing these homes that you've seen thus far in this video. And this is critical, especially as winter is approaching. Uh, Wendell, you want to add to that?
0: I just think the resolve and the courage that's demonstrated by uh, these churches, by their congregations, their leaders has been an amazing thing. This is a, a key moment for us as we go into winter to be able to really see these homes placed uh, in the uh, you know on the properties where people have lost their homes uh, to see them have uh, warm uh, housing during these winter months. Uh, it's critical time and uh, it's time for all of us to just uh, be a part of God's answer for these precious people.
2: and Scott. You may have heard about these incredible allegations that are being confirmed by the UN of forced transfers of unaccompanied children to Russia, occupied territory. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is being confirmed by the UN. And they also went on to say we are particularly concerned that women and girls are at risk of sexual abuse during this so-called filtration procedure. And so this is an example of how we've got to protect these young women, you know, and children. And one of the best ways we can do that is supporting those local churches, those safe houses for these families, but also providing these homes that only cost $25,000. We can rescue a family, make sure that they have a good safe home that these kids, these young women and children are not in harm's way, but they're there, part of a community, $25,000. And so this is one of the best ways that we can serve these churches as they serve the Ukrainian people.
1: We're literally helping those churches and those pastors uh, to make a difference. So we're doing something here and it ripples across the world and just imagine if you came home and had no home and you needed to say something to your children who are at risk. And these places are providing shelter and supporting the church. And uh, Wendell, you're a pastor. Uh, I, I just can't imagine the, having a poster up uh, of a pastor and a, and a death squad looking for that pastor. And that pastor standing up. And not being overcome by evil, but overcoming evil with good. And how can we pray for these spiritual leaders and
0: these pastors and these churches that are really making a difference? I think what um, has been said by many that it's a, an important time for all of us just to ratchet our prayers up, because uh, you know God is moving in Eastern Europe for sure. Uh, but we need to pray specifically for them as they go into the winter. That God's going to provide for them, mm-hmm. that churches are going to find creative ways to care for the masses of people, that, um, that they're not going to lose heart. You know, it's, it's been a long run for them. Mm-hmm. And praying that God just going to give them the strength emotionally, spiritually, physically to continue to stand. Uh, I'm so proud of these churches, congregations, these leaders. Um, But as they go forward into this winter, we're just mindful of uh, the unique challenges of this season and the importance right now uh, for them to really be led by the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, as they care for those around them.
1: Dave, you've been part of gathering these uh, pastors together just to encourage them uh, that they don't get compassion fatigue, and you've been pouring into these pastors and working with the bishop. Um, And the the church is not moving backwards. The church is actually advancing into the need. Talk about that pastors gathering that you brought pastors together. just really poured
2: into them. Well, you can imagine uh, these heroes of the faith, how weary they are. Uh, This has been going on since February. And they're doing everything possible to lift up uh, the Ukrainian people. And Wendell and I and our team, our City Serve Europe team, uh, we are just blown away by the hospitality of Poland, the Polish people. Moldova, think about it, the poorest European nation, 400 churches. And what they're doing there to support the refugees, it's unprecedented. Yeah. You have Romania as well. And so what we're We did our first pastor's retreat. We called it a retreat because they needed a respite. Mm -hmm. They needed to get away, have time of rest, fellowship, but also we sowed into them with the word, uh, but also through worship and prayer. And we're going to now grow that significantly, Scott. In January, we're looking at about 140, 150 pastors, Mm -hmm. mainly from Ukraine, and we're going to invest in them. And this is another way that if you want to give, you want to serve these these people, these pastors, these leaders, then you can financially support putting on these conferences slash retreats. And that will happen in January.
1: You know, I want to encourage our, our influencer family to just, if you've got a prayer list, put these two guys on your list. Dave Donaldson and Wendell Vinson. Uh, they're building a network of uh, city serve across America, and then this need happened overseas, and they didn't shrink back. They jumped right into it. It's like they're building on multiple continents now and opening new countries. I just want you to pray that God will support them as they support others. And I encourage you uh, to make a difference. In the show notes, you'll see how to connect with CityServe. that is doing this work of helping pastors and working through the, the, the churches that are there and getting housing to people that are homeless. Now, Jesus says in Matthew 25, I was uh, I was homeless. I was naked. I was hungry. And the people said, Lord, when did that happen to you? And he said, when you do it to the least of these, you're doing it to me. And so when we help these precious brothers and sisters that we may not meet until eternity, but I believe in eternity, they're going to come up and say, thank you. I think somehow your generosity is going to be revealed and the ripples of your generosity is going to be revealed. And you will not feel bad about any money that you gave to Compassion to make a difference, to bring the love of God. Thank you for just being a part of this incredible story that's taking place in the Ukraine make a difference not just with your prayers up your prayer ministry but also with your generosity make a difference through city serve and be an influencer thanks so much for being a part of our time together and thank you our co-host Dave Donaldson and Pastor Wendell Vincent of the Great Canyon Hills Church thank you so much for being with us today and thanks for being on the front line of compassion you
2: are generals of compassion And I salute you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to
1: subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at the Influencers Podcast Official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer.
2: Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus.